pictures of the blah blah blah. Um, it's Mother's Day today, and I'm just leaving my granny's house. Um, had a really good visit with her. Um, I was gonna go to the cemetery, but it's raining and there's storms coming in, and it's always a mud pit there whenever uh, it rains even slightly. So I may have to just wait until later on in the week um, when these storms clear out. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I know where they are. They know where I'm at. And, I, and I'll get there eventually. So, um, I finally found a place close by that I can get the uh, their, wood, their uh, metal pinwheels and put out there um, as soon as I can afford it. So, I'm, I'm happy about that. But they have, in the meantime, they have these other ones that are not paper, but they're not metal but they're a little sturdier than than the paper ones and so i may just go get a bunch of those because they've got all different sizes and i might just go get a bunch of little ones and put them out there because my mother and my daughter both love them and me too um so that's what my goal is the metal ones for sure and there's two different kinds and i can get one of each and that'll make me happy but i can't do it right now um so I hope you have you had had a nice Mother's Day. By the time you hear this, it'll be probably almost a week later. Um, if you're a mom, and my dad used to say, you know, that he's been called the mother many many times, <laughs> so he should get to celebrate too. But yeah, it was just he was just he had jokes for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I did finally, finally, finally get to talk to my bio dad and my stepmother because my. My bio dad called my granny to tell her Happy Mother's Day, because that's his mom. And um, uh, they talked to her, and she said, well, guess who's here? You want to talk to her? And so I got, they, they were on speaker, so I got to talk to both of them. Mostly I talked to my stepmother, and, which is good, yeah. And, but, I mean, I talked to him a little bit, too. He sounded better than I really thought he was going to. But me and my granny were talking about, you know, he probably won't see me because he just, I know he's very prideful and he doesn't want me to see him the way he is. Because my granny said that he looks bad. And, you know, of course, my granny's a naysayer. So, she he probably looks better than she thinks he does. But, I mean, in his mind, I know that, that he's, he's just very prideful. And, I mean, I'm not making excuses for him. I'm not. I'm good either way, you know, no matter what's, what's what. But... I mean, there's a few things that, that kind of make me think, but I mean, it is what it is. That's his family, and because he's buying my niece a, a car for her 16th birthday, which <laughs> the little 16-year-old in me is mad because, you know, he promised me to buy me a car, which he didn't, but my dad who raised me did, and so, you know, I don't know. It's just little stupid stuff that make your brain go, go right back to that age where the trauma happened or whatever happened, the disappointment happened or whatever and the betrayal, the lies, you know, and I'm just, just throwing stuff out there. It's not like I'm saying that that's what I'm going through entirely, but you know, but that's where your brain goes because, you know, your mind is sometimes the traumatic events cause parts of your brain to get stilted in that moment and until you work through that and age through that and process it, you know, it's always going to, you know, anything like that's going to trigger it and revert it back to that same thing. And that's just what that is. And so, you know, I don't know, um, I don't know how this is going to affect me long term, but I do feel better because I got to talk to him and stuff. And, you know, um, I understand why, I guess.
guess they don't talk to me. I guess it's just easier than dealing with my sister. She's a lot. She's always been a lot, but she's really a lot when it comes to me now. Um, I don't know. But my granny was talking about, you know, how her kids are fighting over her house and she's not even dead yet. And she said, you know, that really hurts my feelings because, you know, she said, you you would never talk like that about your mom, to your mom, would you? And I was like, no, but I was an only child, you know, growing up. I mean, I had a stepbrother who came on the weekends and I had a half sister who I never saw. But basically, I was an only child, and so, I mean, there was nobody for me to argue about, or argue with about anything, because, plus, she died so young, you know, I, I mean, who would have ever thought I'd be worried about that at 29, but, um, but, yeah, and, and my stepmother tells my grandmother that, uh, that my sister and her daughter, and my sister and my niece argue between themselves about who's going to get their house whenever they're gone and you know while they're still alive and kicking and you know I mean I don't know that just seems like a lot to deal with and and it's just rude as hell but I mean it is what it is you know I don't I've never been in that position so I can't really speak on it because I don't know you know I mean it's like I said it's just been me and and the kids and you know I mean Hell, who figured that they were all going to be gone, you know, by the time I was in my 40s? Sure, dude, come on over. Sorry, I'm in my car and people don't know how to drive, especially when it's raining. But anyways, um, I haven't, uh, I know I promised y'all an interview with Ed and I haven't done it yet because I just didn't go get out last night. But, um, I think we're going to do it this week coming up and, uh and go from there, so, um, yeah, but, you know, either way, you're gonna have a good podcast, whether it's the interview, or it's me, or whatever, you know, it's just, you know how I do stuff, just pretty much however I want to, (laughs) I mean, I do it how I live my life, and so, that's just how it goes, um, I, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of people in my family that kind of give, have given up on life, basically, and are just happy with the status quo with somebody else paying their way and, <coughs> excuse me, somebody else paying their bills, somebody else doing this and that, <coughs> but they're all in their addiction, you know, and my granny was just telling me that she'd been thinking since my papa was gone that maybe she didn't completely understand him. That she should have been able to understand him more whenever he was, because he drank, and she should have been able to fix that. And I was like, <coughs> sorry. Now I'm like, Granny, I was like, Granny, you can't fix that any more than you can fix any of these other people with their addictions any more than I can. Um, and I think that you probably understood Papa the best of anybody because you were with him forever. She just misses him. She says, you know, she just says, I just wish I had him here to still talk to and, you know, so on and so forth. And I understand that. I really do. Um, And even if I told her, and I tell her all the time, you know, that she can talk to me. And she does, but, you know, it ain't the same. I know it's not the same. Uh, I get that. Um, But we talked about a little bit of everything, and... You know, it was a good visit. It's always a good visit with my granny. I love my granny so much. Like, she kind of took over the role of mother, you know, when my mom was gone. And, you know, and my stepmother did too somewhat. 
but my granny, she gets things, you know, like, <clears throat> she's lost a child, she's gone through addiction with all of her kids, and grandkids, you know, and, you know, like my uncle said, you know, nobody can, t can lie to her, because she's, she's been through it all with my two uncles, and pretty much ruined it for the rest of us that were, would ever try to manipulate or, or steer the conversation in a different way, and it ain't happening, <laughs> so, but, uh, I don't know, I just love her, you know, she's the one that I call whenever I can't deal with anything else, because she'll, she'll listen, and then, she, you know, she will talk about it, and she can talk me down off the ledge, I guess, and, you know, she, she understands me, and then she says, okay, well, you cried it out, now put on your, put on your big girl panties, and, and move on, life's gotta move on, you gotta keep moving with it, so, so, and, you know, and I know that that's what I have to do, I mean, and I know that anyways, but, I don't know, I just love her so much, and, and it always makes me feel better to talk to her, I mean, it always makes me feel better to talk to her, ooh, this weather's getting bad, um, Anyways, um, I'm going to go ahead and get off in this segment now because I'm fixing to hit some really hard rain and I really need to be focused more on the road. So anyways, we'll talk again soon. Hey y'all, this is Angela, the blah blah blonde. So I just um, left my cousin's memorial. Um, I don't know, I think I've talked about this before, but he was a security guard that was uh, shot trying to help other people during the uh, Allen outlet malls uh, shooting on the May the 6th um, and so I went to the memorial and then I saw one of my closest cousins that I talked to all the time I saw her and her son there and uh, I didn't see him until after but and then we went and talked to um, our great uncles and uh, uh, they were my papa's brothers and kind of told everybody who we were and stuff you know because I don't really remember his dad um, I just remember, I just remember, um, his grandfather and his uncle, and so, um, so that's who I went and talked to, or we went and talked to, and everyone was surprised to see us, we were looking for, I have another cousin who was a stand-up comedian, and, but we had already missed him, and I've seen his show a couple of times, he's pretty funny, but <clears throat> the, the memorial is really what I wanted to talk to you about, um, it was really very, very nice, and there was just a, a few places where there was tears shed, and basically his mom said, you know, that, that oddly enough, he had written in his journal, you know, what to do if, when he died, and so she kind of said, you know, no tears, no, you know, he wants us to be, we would want it to be a celebration, da 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 and she told a bunch of stories, and his brothers and sisters uh, spoke, and it was just really, really lovely. Um, I didn't get there in time to see any of the videos and stuff ahead of time, which I regret. Um, but uh, it was somewhere where I wasn't really familiar with, and I, you know, it just took me longer than I thought it was going to. But, but I did get there in time for the beginning, and I'm thankful for that. Um, the church was beautiful, and it was packed. I mean, it was packed. There were so many um, law enforcement agencies and first responders that were out there. I mean, they had their own section, y'all, and it was so such a, a nice gesture, you know, for them to, I mean, I know I get it, it's a shooting, and it, it, it was pretty impactful community-wide, but, you know, still they took the time out of their day to come, and, and they and pay their respects, and I thought that was just really, really nice. Um, there were some news agencies uh, that were filming as you were driving out of the parking lot. They kept their distance. I don't know if that was because they were told to, 
or just out of respect, but I think that that was, you know, went pretty well also. Um, just the whole thing was just really, really lovely, and it made me really, really sad that I never got a chance to, to meet him and interact with him, you know. Um, I mean, because from all, all appearances and everything that everyone has said, you know, worldwide or Facebook-wide or just all the things that people have said, you know, he was a really, really nice individual and a, 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 a funny and, and melodic and musical and, and uh, artistic and inspirational person. And I think that's going to carry through, you know, even in death. And, um, you know, his mom said, you know, one thing about it is that, you know, he never, he always helped people. He always helped, you know, anyone he could. And she said, you know, that they both, that her and Chris, my cousin, uh, always taught their kids to, um, <clears throat> to leave, leave someplace better than, better than it was when you got there, you know, whether it be at someone else's house or the earth or, you know, work or anything. And she said, you know, so she felt like that he had done that and, you know, as best to his ability and that, that, you know, that he would want everyone else to kind of follow in that, in that path and just, you know, love the people that you are in your life, be kind to strangers and stuff like that. And it was just really nice. I mean, it, it was really nice. She was, she did good. I'm pretty proud of her because I, I spoke at Taylor's funeral and I, I can tell you that I didn't hold this together like she did. Um, I don't think, I don't really remember it, but I just know that it was hard and she spoke for a really she spoke almost as long as the pastor did actually and you know told stories and she only got choked up like maybe once and I mean I was really really proud of her so you know um I don't know I just know that that God gave a pretty good angel and I hope that all of my, all of my family that's up there greeted him with with smiles and love I know they did and that that he you know he didn't suffer and and all that and so um that's the best you can kind of hope for really um but uh that's kind of all i want to talk to you about in this segment and um everything so you know i'm just gonna leave it at that and uh, talk to you again soon all right have a great day